The reading for today is from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 25 through 39. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake, so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, What must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, And he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. When morning came, the magistrates sent the police, saying, Let these men go. And the jailer reported the message to Paul, saying, The magistrates sent word to let you go, therefore come out now and go in peace. But Paul replied, They have beaten us in public, uncondemned men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us into prison, and now they are going to discharge us in secret? Certainly not. Let them come and take us out themselves. The police reported these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them. Then they took them out and asked them to leave the city. Good morning, y'all. My name is Cameron. I use he, him, his pronouns, and I am the worship pastor here at Zao. Now, typically, you hear Jonah for this sermon, but after I heard what the topic was, you know, sometimes I like to say a few words, so here here I am. Um, This is a story today that has become a real favorite of mine in this time during COVID, during all of the things uh, like the Black Lives Matter movement this, this summer, and it, it became something that I just really wanted to talk about. So thanks for having me today. Stick with me on this journey because I'm with you. So how's COVID going for everyone? I know that uh, for me, I am starting to feel the stress of COVID, y'all. Like, it is getting nice outside. Uh, Everybody is starting to get vaccines. These are beautiful things. And also, it has been really hard. And we're not there yet. And I am ready for it to be over. See, we've been in this series about what does the church look like? What do we at Zao want to be? We've, We've talked about throwing our lives in together, throwing our finances in together, showing up for one another. And COVID has made this really difficult. 
we are in, right now, not together in worship. We are at separate locations, at separate times, potentially, in separate uh, states, potentially, which is awesome, but COVID makes this really hard. And in fact, we are in a time of Lent, where we sit and we wait in anticipation for Jesus to be resurrected, and yet we have to sit here in this grief, waiting. And I think that COVID has kind of become an extended Lent, an extended time of grief. And I don't know if that's you, but that is me, y'all. I want to be with you. But I've heard a lot of people in the last week or so say something to the effect of, oh, I just can't wait to get back to normal. And I, I hate to break it to everybody. There is no more normal. See, we need to sit in this grief. We need to sit at this time of Lent and say, something is gone. And the before times, before COVID, is gone. We have had relationships change because of COVID. We have had and seen many people pass away because of COVID. We have seen a time of extra racial tension. And I think, um, which is a good thing that we can see it on the social media and in media, but all of that is all wrapped up in COVID. So today, I want to challenge us to ask a different question. Last week, Jonah talked about um, this book that Jonah and I are going through for our Lenten practice, uh, Miriam Kava, and we do this till we free us. And we talked last week about abolition. See, abolition says we actually have to let go of everything that was in the past, and we have to have a prophetic imagination of what could be. So I want to read a quote from, from this book here. As scholar and activist Ruth Wilson Gilmore notes, building a different world requires that we not only change how we address harm, but also that we change everything. Changing everything might sound daunting, but it also means there are many places to start, infinite opportunities to collaborate, and endless imaginative interventions and experiments to create. Let's begin our abolitionist journey not with the question, what do we have now and how can we make it better? Instead, let's ask, what can we imagine for ourselves and the world? If we do that, then boundless possibilities of a more just world awaits us. See, church, Zao, we are called to imagine something new, to not go back. And it's really hard to do. So what is it that we have to do this work of the church? What is our place? And where the heck is God in all of that when we are sitting in this grief, this Lent time? That brings us to the story today. See, this story, again, I, I said it has become one of my favorite stories of this time. I wrote a song about it. You just might hear it during service. Um, but the story of Silas and Paul. See, they were wandering around 
after you heard last week, Paul, Paul is now uh, this new person, no longer Saul, but Paul, called by God to go and spread the good news of Jesus. And Paul is doing that together in this context with Silas. Prior to these verses, you can see that they are going to a town and, and the numbers are being added to the community of those who believe in Jesus. And before the verses today, I wanted to start right here to let you know about a little bit of context. See, when I was thinking, when I got into this story, I thought, oh, of course they end up in jail because they're telling the good news of Jesus. Duh. But actually, I'm going to take you a little bit back and explain what really got them in prison. So the story actually starts where Paul and Silas are hanging out with some people and they run across a slave girl who has um, some prophetic powers maybe or a demon as they would say and she was able to um, tell the future. Now she's a slave girl so she has owners and this, this, this demon inside this girl says these men are from the most high God. These men are the Most High God. And she keeps saying this for days, it says. I don't know why they're hanging out for days, but for days she keeps proclaiming this about Paul and Silas. And Paul finally literally just gets sick of it. He, in the Bible it says, because he was annoyed, he says, in the name of Jesus, leave that girl. And the Spirit leaves the slave girl. Now the owner then realizes this girl no longer is able to tell the future. Paul has now upset some capitalism here because Paul has taken away the ability for that slave owner to make money. So he and his friend grab Paul and Silas and rip them into the square and say, hey, these Jews are disrupting our Roman way of life. See, I, I want to be sure that you understand that, see, profit here was the issue. The gospel becomes dangerous when you mess with capitalism and the profit. It comes down really hard against you when you come up against it. And how convenient it was that these two decided to make this into a racial thing. See, when I said, hey, these guys are Jewish, the mob wasn't going to just jump on them if they were Roman. Because, see, they get certain protections if they're Romans. They get a trial. They have to be condemned. But if they're Jewish, this is what could just happen to them. See, they were protecting the bottom line. They were protecting their profits. And so, they quickly said, hey, these guys are Jewish. And the mob jumped right in. See, later they're going to find out that these two actually are Roman citizens. They don't look like them. There's, there's a whole thing about that, of how they were kind of on the outskirts of some occupied territory. But they will find out soon that they are actually Roman citizens. And they have to contend with that. We'll get to that 
in a moment. Anyway, so the whole crowd around them just start beating up Paul and Silas. And in that moment, the magistrates, who are the like high officials right underneath the emperor, orders that they be stripped and beaten and flogged and thrown in jail. So let's not get this, you know, crooked. The reason that this happened, we could, because of money. Because of money, Paul and Silas were beaten and thrown into jail without a trial, with no information whatsoever. The crowd just went ahead and did it. So, Paul and Silas are sitting in prison. And what do they do? In this grief, after they've been beaten to crap, in pain, suffering, they decide to start to sing to God. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever had a time where you didn't know what else to do but just sing? I know that that is something that I have done over and over and over in my life. And that's what they decided to do was to just sing to God. And in their worship, Jesus shows up. God comes down and literally pushes the jail doors open and unshackles their chains. And the jailer is like, oh no, I'm going to be in trouble. I, I'm going to be really in trouble. This whole crowd beat these guys up and I was responsible for this. I'm in trouble. He got so troubled that he was about to harm himself like kill himself because of how in trouble he thought he was going to be in. And when Paul and Silas came out, they said, stop, stop, this is not the way. Do you see God of the whole universe and what God just did? That God is for you. And the jailer said, how can I know this God? I want to know this God. And Paul and Silas were able to tell him, and he was baptized. His whole family was baptized. There was a, a whole community healing and knowing of God because of the singing. So this brings me all the way back to those first questions that I had. Where the heck is God in this? And where is our place? Where, where can we see ourselves in this story? That brings me to three kind of points in this time with you. First, Paul and Silas, in their pain, with nothing else, they sang to God. They found it within themselves to find some radical praise. We might even call that hope. See, all of us have had times, and again, COVID might be that time where we don't know what else to do but to sing. This week has been kind of a, an interesting week for me. I got mad at Jonah, y'all. And uh, I was sitting here at Zao with a guitar, and I wrote a little song. That brought me a little hope. 
How many of you have ever had that song that just makes you cry? Had that song that brings all these emotions that you don't even know were there, but because of the music, they flow out from you. If you have those kind of thoughts or times, write, them in, write it in the comments. That's a powerful witness. Something that God has created, music, that, that brings healing. See, for us, we have to trust and hope that God is with us. We have to trust and hope that God will swing open those doors, even when there is, uh, there is COVID, even when you are in jail, even whatever the circumstance, we have to hope. The second thing that we can know, where is God? Well, God is with you. See, in Matthew 18, 20, it says something to the effect of where two or more are gathered, I am with you. And when you cry out, when you find that ability to find that hope, that radical praise, God hears it. And God shows up. God shows up in huge ways. I don't know about you, but I didn't think Zao would be existing right now, y'all, because of COVID. We're a little bitty church plant. And yet, here we are together right now. Here we are uh, all the way from Rowan in Seattle to, you know, us here. We are here together. We might not be able to be in person, but we are gathered as one people. And God is here right now with us. See, God shows up. God hears you even when it's hard. And third, I kind of alluded to this, but when God shows up, God breaks open jails, y'all. Like, this is a huge thing. In this story, we literally see God is clearly an abolitionist, all right? So if you have any questions about that, God just broke people out of jail. God flung open those doors. And the best part about that is that we actually see this radical solidarity, that liberation that we talk about so often here at Zao. We see that because the jailer got free too. This wasn't just for Paul and Silas. God showed up and everyone got liberated, y'all. The jail was open, and Paul and Silas came out and said, this God is for you too. And that jailer went all the way home, and his whole family was in on it as well. That's our God. See, Paul and Silas had to invite, them, invite that jailer in, and that jailer, who was a part of the establishment, literally jailing them, had to say, I'm in, I want this too. But there was nothing else, no barrier to all of them getting free. That is solidarity. And then my favorite part is that including not only the jailer, but the magistrates who uh, are, again, the, the people underneath the emperor, had to come and be held accountable. See, at the end of the, the story here, in verses 35... I'm going to read this again to you. 
It says, When morning came, the magistrate sent the police saying, Let those men go. And the jailer reported the message to Paul saying, The magistrate sent word to let you go. Therefore, come out now and go in peace. This is my favorite. But Paul replied, They have beaten us in public, uncondemned, men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us into prison. And now they are going to discharge us in secret? Certainly not. Let them come and take us out themselves. The police reported these words to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. Now, it wasn't perfect. But, I, you know, me and Paul have a really complicated relationship. But in this moment, I'm like, get it, Paul. All right. He's like, oh, no. Nah. Bro, if you're going to throw me in jail, you're going to sit here and beat me up, you're going to come to my face, and you're going to let me out of this and walk me out of here right into the square where you condemn me though I am uncondemned. See, when God shows up, the prisoners are freed. When God shows up, families are healed. When God shows up, Communities are held accountable. When God shows up, we are healed. And then Paul and Silas went on to continue to have the good news be told. So God showed up so that the good news can continue on. And that good news is that the liberation of all is for all. The jailers, us who are in prison, the magistrates, if they are held accountable. And all of this began with a song. See, in the hardships, Zhao, we need to sing. In the jail, we need to sing. In the streets, we need to sing. We need to be singing praises. And I know that not everybody thinks themselves as a great singer. I, I don't really, myself. But we need to be praising God. And when we do, God listens, God shows up, and God heals us. So, where do you need God to show up today? Maybe you are in a time that you're, you're like, God, I really need you. Where is that? And how can we lift up a praise with you? Where do you, might need, where do you need to be healed? Let us know. I want to pray for you. I want to lift up a praise for and with you. That's the community. And also, how are you going to start to sing that radical, hopeful praise to God. Let's find that together. Let's do it together. Will you pray with me? God, God of justice, God of healing, God for us. 
Would you help us to find the radical praise to sing so that you can show up with us, through us, and in us? God, help us to figure out where our place is in this movement, where our place is in this community, and if nothing else, just where is our voice? God, we need you. We love you. Be with us now. In your precious name of Jesus, the brown-skinned liberator, we pray. Amen.